Hello and welcome to Pickleball Therapy, the podcast dedicated to your pickleball improvement. This week we have two items on the menu as usual. CJ and I have been teaching camps of late and it's really helped us connect with players and listen to what's going on out there and, and what players are concerned with. And so in this episode of the podcast, figured give it the give it a, a shot and address some of the issues that we find that happens to players. And if you're a new player coming into the game, this episode applies to you as well to make sure maybe that uh, keep you on track as you progress as a pickleball player. So the first thing we're going to talk about in this week's episode is we're going to talk about metrics or picking picking a pickleball metric that is right for you. Everybody has a, a potentially different metric and we're going to help you pick one that's right for you and hopefully get you off the path of the metrics that can be destructive to your game. In the riff, we're going to address the pickleball paddle and we're going to talk about whether your pickleball paddle is keeping you back, is holding you back from really developing as a pickleball player. Stay tuned for the podcast. As a pickleball player, you are no doubt working on your game. But are you also working on your vision? Doesn't it make sense that better vision will lead to better pickleball? Not to mention better night driving. CJ and I rely on the experts at Visual Edge to help us track those balls so we don't ever miss a shot. Now's a great time to try out Visual Edge. You can get their best Black Friday prices at our exclusive We Are Pickleball site. I'll link to it below in the notes. Better vision, better life. You'd like to help your friend or family member learn how to play pickleball, but how? Now it's easy. Pick up a copy of Play Pickleball, A Beginner's Guide. It's the most complete guide to playing pickleball. Available as a digital download or in hard copy at intopickle.com or at Amazon. Let's keep growing the sport. Everybody who's a pickleball player is naturally a human being first, right? So we come into the pickleball as humans with human baggage, emotions, expectations, things like that. And one of the things that we, when we start playing pickleball is sometimes we'll adopt a metric. And by metric, I mean a, a unit of measurement that by which we're evaluating our play. So we'll come into pickleball and we'll adopt a metric that is inconsistent with the objectives of the game that, that, that we were looking for when we started playing pickleball. And, you know, think about it this way. So, like, when you started playing pickleball, pretty sure you weren't you weren't looking for an activity that would give you a bunch of wins, right? A bunch of Ws. Um, but what happens is you start playing and, you know, we, we obviously keep track of the score and all that in pickleball. And so we'll lose sight of what, we're, what we came into pickleball, what we were looking for when we started playing pickleball and allow this other metric to, to really hamper our game. So let's unpack it a little bit and talk about it a little more in detail in terms of what we mean by the proper metric. So, you know, first let's talk about scoring, right? Because, and, and the score, the keeping track of the score, getting to 11 before your opponents is the objective, right? When we're out there, we're not suggesting here that, um, that you don't keep track of the score, right? It's part of the game. It's part of what we sign up for. You know, we're not tossing a frisbee with our friends or doing something like that. We basically signed up to play a game where the score is kept and the score determines the winner and the loser of a game. It's also a game that we're playing against other players, right? So we're not playing against, a, you know, like a bowling lane or a golf course. You know, we are playing against two, you know, uh, ourselves and one, one player normally are playing against two opponents on the same court. So... You know, the score is critical, critical in the sense that it's it's just an integral part of what we're doing. We're playing it in a way that we're trying to do our strategy or, or implement a strategy where we score points, try and deny our opponents points. That's how we play the game. 
And so playing the game without score, you could do it and it, you could have a good time out there running around. But our game, the way we play it, we use a score as part of the game. So we're not suggesting to you, you know, to simply like, we're not suggesting to ignore the score, right? Or to just not pay attention to the score in general. In other words, you'll know when you walked off the court whether you won or lost. Uh, it reminds me when I was a, I was a soccer, youth soccer coach, they would tell us not to, you know, not to really repeat the score, not tell the score to the kids. And it's not like the kids didn't know who had, you know, who would, you know, 10 and who had two. So, you know, it's kind of a little bit of a thing there. But what we're trying to do is instead of reframing the score itself and, or making it less important in terms of the game, game context, what we're trying to talk about here or trying to help you do is reframe it, reframe what's important to you. No, is the score is important to the game, right? It's part of the structure of the game, but is it, it, should it be the metric that you use to determine your success or failure when you're out on a pickleball court? And let's, let's look at a concrete example because I think that's the easiest. So let's take somebody, a player named Sam, who uh, you know starts is looking for an activity, doesn't even know pickleball exists. And Sam's, out, Sam's just looking for something to do, wants to get out of the house and maybe get some exercise. And so Sam went to play, Sam's been playing for, let's say a year now. And Sam played this morning for three hours, played eight games. And the record for the day was two wins and six losses for Sam. So the question is then, did Sam, was that a successful pickleball excursion for Sam? Did Sam have a, uh, uh, did Sam have a, a, a good day or a, a bad day? What, how do we know? If you're going to look at it by wins and losses, then I think you'd have to say that Sam had a bad day, right? Because, you know, two wins, six losses, that's a losing record. So, you know, it's not good. But the, the question is, you know, what was Sam looking for when Sam went to go play pickleball? And as I mentioned earlier, when Sam first started getting a pickleball, Sam was looking for um, getting out of the house and for some exercise. And so, you know that Sam got out of the house, right? Because Sam went to go play uh, pickleball. And what if I told you that Sam also got a tremendous amount of exercise um, and uh, ended the day with a pile of sweaty clothes, right? And what if I also added that three of the games of the eight games that Sam played had taken 20 minutes each battles, just back and forth, right? Now, what's the answer? Did Sam have a successful day or not have a successful day? I think it's pretty clear there that Sam had a successful day if you use the, the proper metric, right? And so what's important is when you're thinking about yourself is identify the metric that brought you into the game. Identify the metric uh, that that is what brought you into playing pickleball. What is it that brought you out to the courts uh, in pursuit of this activity or this sport? And try and use that metric as your, uh, as your guide when you're determining whether um, your pickleball excursion of that day or that week gave you what you were looking to get when you started playing pickleball. And another way to think about it is, you know, wins and losses are going to happen, but I'll tell you this, I don't know of a single uh, pickleball player who's better off because they won 65% of their pickleball games last year. Just don't know one person like that. And I know of no player who's worse off because they only won 30% of their games during the same time. What I do know are hundreds if not thousands of pickleball players who lives are, whose lives are improved because pickleball is an important part of their weekly schedule. So kind of keep that in mind as you frame out what it is that, um, what it is you're looking for when you go out on the courts. And perhaps that'll help put a proper perspective on the importance of the scores that you're re receiving when you're out there that you're that are the result of your play out there, or not just the result of your play, but the result of the game, right? Because some of you control, some you don't. So the score that's a result of the game and how it played out. 
and also whether you had more wins and losses so that you can hopefully uh, improve your relationship with pickleball by having the metric that most most is mo what you're most looking for when you're out on the pickleball court. In the riff today, we're going to talk about the paddle and how your paddle might be holding you back. Stay tuned for the riff. Are you ready to take your game up a notch? Or maybe three? We designed the We Are Pickleball success path specifically to help you as a player and as a pickleball athlete. Join the hundreds of players who CJ and I have helped along their journeys to play a more complete and confident pickleball game. Join our mailing list and get a front row seat to our December 2021 webinars for free. Reduce pop-ups, improve your serve, and beat the bangers. All with the tips in our webinars. Go to wearepickleball.com and sign up. I'll link to it below. All right, in the riff, we're going to talk about whether your paddle is holding you back as a pickleball player. And the answer to that question is the vast majority of times, the answer is going to be no. It is generally not going to be the paddle that is the inhibitor or the impediment to your improvement as a pickleball player. What happens a lot of times, what we see happen a lot of times, or not a lot of times, but enough, are players who paddle hop. So they basically, you know, they'll get into a paddle, they'll play with it for a little bit, and then they'll see another paddle or see an ad or a pro or whatever, and another hitting with a different paddle. Uh, they'll buy that paddle and start playing with that paddle and then so on and so forth. Just keep going from paddle to paddle. Uh, and, you know, the, the reality is that you know, you can buy paddles all you want. If buying paddles is your thing, that's what you like doing. You just like having a bunch of paddles. That's not a problem. You know, enjoy yourself and enjoy the game and, and have a good time with it. But if you're buying a paddle and another paddle and another paddle, looking for a paddle that'll solve your, your issues on the court or elevate your game or advice, forget about it. That's not, that is not why you should be buying a new paddle. Now, let me be clear about this. There are paddles that aren't right that that can be the not the right paddle for you. An example is a grip that's too large, um, can be around or just too short or long, depending on how you like your grip. Really important one is the paddle might be too heavy. And important here, we're talking about swing weight, not about total weight necessarily. So swing weight means how heavy does it swing when you swing it through the air. And there also are paddles that simply aren't as well made. Uh, you know, some of the um, more budget paddles, nothing against them, but a lot of the budget paddles are, are just not going to give you the same playability, the same feel that a more um, established paddle or more, perhaps even just more expensive paddle uh, will give you. Uh, not to say expensive paddles are always a solution, but generally speaking, there is a correlation there. So, you know, so there are some situations where you could disqualify paddles based on paddles that simply are not right for you in the sense that Again, they're too heavy or something objectively not right for you, the grip size, things like that. But as long as you're within a group of, of um, you know, of reputable manufacturers, right? Recognized manufacturers in our industry, in the pickleball industry, and, and the paddle's not otherwise disqualified for one of the things I mentioned earlier, you're probably playing with a paddle that is within range. And when we, we, we use that term like within range, meaning like, you know, it's not the paddle, right? It's, it, it could be a variety of things that are happening in your game, but it's probably not the paddle because you're playing with a paddle that's basically going to perform as it's supposed to under, you know, when you're out there on the court. So, you know, if you're trying to improve, if improvement is your objective as a pickleball player, and as I've said many times before, no judgment on that. It does not have to be a goal of yours to improve as a pickleball player. That is not a thing. If it is something you want to do, that's great. You know, that's great for you and, and we support it. 
If you don't really want to improve as a pickleball player, that's fine too. Enjoy the game and we support you too as a pickleball player. But the um, if you're looking to improve, buying another paddle is really not going to help you uh, significantly improve as a pickleball player. So we recommend instead of that, spend some time on the court working on your shots. Spend some time in front of a video studying the game. That sort of work, that sort of uh, investment by you is much more likely to generate results or bear results for you than a new paddle. And as always, if we can be of help with your understanding of the game, our We Are Pickleball Success Path is a great way uh, to continue to study and, and learn the game uh, with CJMI input. So um, if you're looking for a paddle, check out the Diadem icon. We had an ad for it earlier. If you want to go back, I think there's a, a link and a, actually down in the notes, there's also a link and the, our discount code is there. Uh, it's an amazing paddle, but, but only look at it if the paddle you're playing with is really, really, really not right for you. Not just because, you know, you're going to go from a really good paddle to just this paddle and you're going to become a better player. Probably not going to happen. Do the other things, work on your game, study the game, understand it, and you'll be a more confident and comfortable player when you're out on the pickleball court. So anyway, I hope that was helpful. Uh, we are off next week. It's Thanksgiving week, so we're going to be off. We'll take next week off. So we'll see you in two weeks. If you enjoyed the podcast, please rate and review it. And as always, if you enjoyed it, Share it with your friends. If you liked it, they probably will too. Be well out there and have a happy Thanksgiving.